this is Numismatic Time with VNL on February 23rd, 2021. This is episode 3, and sorry, um, we didn't have time to do the episode we were just going to say we were going to do, but we were going to do the next episode on the line, so. Yeah, we're back. So guys, this is Numismatic Time with V and L. And today we're going to tell each other a story about how we got into coin collecting. We will tell each other and we'll tell you. We both have scripts ready, which we haven't done for either of our other episodes, but uh, we can't really just tell it on the spot. We both made, well, I made 800 words, he made 929 words. Yeah, well, it's a large font, but I have 13 pages, 929 words, and mm-hmm. it's kind so, of So uh, yeah, he made 129 more words than me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So yeah, today we're going to, so we're going to tell stories about how we got into coin collecting and every coin collecting related adventure we have got into. Okay, so let's get the script. So while he's looking up his script, I just want to say thank you to everyone for, for joining and listening to us. We really appreciate it. We got some really big news from Anchor today about adding sponsors. So we're not really sure how to handle that, but we might at some point have ads. Um, but we'll see. We haven't really decided yet. There's kind of a problem. Um, I have no idea where my script went. Check your uh, check your messages. Oh yeah, it's in messages. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so. Okay, so. Hello, my name is Villager, and I am a coin dealer such collector, which I bet you didn't know. I specialize in U.S. copper coins, aka cents and half cents. So, I got the idea to start coin collecting from an episode of The Simpsons, which, if you knew me, you could kind of predict. Um, so, I, so, my first collection was just pennies, and I taped them to little pieces of paper with dates on them. So, back then, I had really no idea what a mint mark even was, or, like, anything else about coins back then. Um, so, yeah. And that was only three months ago, so I have learned a lot. So I just thought it would uh, be fun to have a little hobby. Now, let me tell you something. The absolute biggest mistake of my entire life was thinking this was going to be just a hobby. Now, now I want you to remember that. This is is not just going to be a hobby, but we'll get to that later. So, I started doing this collection with my friend, um, who was uh, co-managing the podcast with me. Hey. Hey. After a very good idea, like a very good idea, that took absolutely, uh, like, five nanoseconds to come up with, like, and he was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yes! And because I was, like, really excited about doing a podcast, for some reason. And it looks like he's adding more words to his podcast, so it's going to be like 950 words. Okay, so so what I didn't realize then was, again, coin collecting was not going to be just a hobby. So next, I realized that I, me, was not the only one in the entire world of more than 7 billion, almost 8 billion people who did this. I found that the coin... Come on. Come on, script. Come on, work. Work. 
The coin market on eBay was much bigger than I anticipated. Maybe because I said it was just one guy selling a 1956, and I have no idea what this wheat penny, no idea what the D is, wheat penny for, well, a penny, because I had no idea what the D was either. And uh, after this, you'll see why I thought it was selling for a penny. Something weird happened. I have an Indian, I got an Indian head sent in the mail. It was 1899. It's the 1891, it's the 1899 one in my uh, coin album. So, that's in my coin album right now. Um, that's correct. I still, I really still don't know who sent that. So, yeah. Back then, I had no idea, like, any idea whatsoever what that is. The only, the only, uh, like, the only, uh, clue I had was that the words, there were the words one cent on the back. So, I kept it in a coin holder, and that's kind of funny. So, I kept it in a coin holder I had. So, but the coin holder was originally meant for a baseball autograph by Roy White, which was kind of weird because I had no interest in baseball or any other sport at the time. Now, back then I still had my, uh, like, just to tape the coins to paper coin collection, quote unquote. So, I looked on Amazon to see if anyone had already made a coin folder I could buy, like, like uh, the dozens of coin albums I have now. I do not think so. Boy, was I wrong. There were, like, absolutely dozens of coin albums I could buy, being named Villager Penny Lover Nutcracker. And yes, I know the consequences of having a, a, a last name as embarrassing as that and telling it live on a podcast. Okay, come on. Okay, come on. Okay. So, yeah, I was getting series in my collection. So, next, it was a, uh, baggy 500 pennies from another friend, aka my cousin. I think the script, I think, uh, I think the script is, uh, ah, I was on the wrong page. So, yeah, I only bought the penny ones. I only bought the penny ones. So, on January 16th, they arrived after two days, and... 30, like, 30 seconds later, that is what I realized this was not going to be just a hobby. The only coins I had access to then were a box of pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, with 20 to 30 of each in a box of about 50 pennies a friend had sent me for my previous collection. I still have that collection, although it was missing in 2009. A funny story, like... I had two thousand. I had what I thought was a two thousand nine shield penny, which uh, after, which uh, after, after learning what a two thousand nine penny is, I thought it was the most famous mint error in the entire world. But it was just a two thousand eight. So basically, I used what I had, the about one hundred pennies I could get to get a little foundation for my collection. That's what I became. Now, this is a very funny word, and I hope it sticks. Numismataholic. Now, I bet I bet most of the people who are watching this could get that mean, but it would it would mean someone who's addicted to coins. And not someone who's addicted to money in general. That would be Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, or uh, if I say Bill Gates, everyone in the entire world will hate me, so I'm not going to say Bill Gates. But So when I got those, like, like, not, like, addicted to coin collecting. So when I got this album, I started to do a lot of reading about coins. 
and I learned a lot of facts about coins, which I, uh, which I still know, um, up here. So, yeah, and I also learned what the D means, which is very helpful to me in my coin collection. Then, I had a, I had a very good idea. I go to the bank, and I can get rolls of pennies for 50 cents each. So what I did was, I was getting serious with my collection. So for me, next, it was a bag of 500 pennies from another friend. I know I repeated this, but I was on the wrong page. It came my cousin and the coin rolls I used to continue my collection. Next, I realized that coins can be rare, so that's why I thought that wheat penny was selling for a penny. Because I didn't know the coins could be rare. So I bought some coins on eBay and kept going through pocket change to maybe, quote-unquote, just get that one coin I need. But really, like everything I try, I got addicted. My friend took a break from it. Uh, come on, we're watching you again. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I did. And, uh, but... Came back and started collecting dimes, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Then, uh, funnily enough, we like merged and unmerged our collections three times. Well, I had the uh, very bright idea to start collecting quarters. Luckily for me, I had an unsuccessful coin shop we just closed down and had uh, like 20 to 30 state quarters for me to start my collection. Remember that box of coins I used to start my penny collection? I used it to start my quarter collection too, but those are like Washington quarters and not, not uh, state, U.S. territory, national park quarters. Now by this time, my friend started collecting nickels. Hey. But, I did, yes. Um, let's see, come on, script work. Where are you? Why isn't this working? Oh. Okay, I guess I have to finish the script myself. Um, but let's see. Uh, where I don't... Well, you keep talking, and I'll check your phone for you while you talk. It's not there. Um, oh, it's not there. Okay. Maybe you didn't take a picture of it yet? Okay. Um, so, but... Um, you were at the point where you started collecting nickels? Yeah, um, but by that time, our collections were unmerged for the final time. So I started collecting nickels, dimes, and eventually half dollars. So, um, and, uh, then, of course, I started the podcast, um, and basically, basically that's it, um, my, my latest coin collecting news was an 1802 large cent, and after that, I just sat down and, uh, finished the script. So, Lincoln, I think it's time for your story. Wilcher, thanks. That was such an interesting story. And, you know, before I get to my script, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for doing that. That was very interesting. I'm sure our audience appreciate it. And also, I hope our audience takes a second to think about how much they can learn about any subject if they become, like you, interested in it. Now, you've only been doing coins for, like, three months, and you have learned so much about coins and coin collecting and mint marks and the actual mints and, and U.S. history, right? Uh-huh. Coin history, which goes hand-in-hand hand with U.S. history. Uh-huh. Civil War periods, Reconstruction so we periods. we did this the last 10 minutes. Um, What's so that? We did this the last 10 minutes. Yeah, but so I, I have quite a long script, so I'll try and get through yeah, it. Yeah, almost 1,000 a, a words. I have, I have exactly um, 1,008 words. Oh, I, I did, oh, I did clap, ask, clap. 
I did add some words while you were speaking. So, um, yeah, again, I'm sure our audience, because I enjoy listening to it, I, hopefully they got an appreciation of how much you've learned and how interested you are in coin collecting. So uh, let me just start going down here through my script. Oh, I do want to say thank you for mentioning me in the decision to begin the podcast, because like a lot of people during COVID, we're like, we're really struck. We're really stuck looking for ideas, right? Something to do. And coin collecting is great, but the banks have a coin shortage, so we can't get a lot of coins in the bank. eBay is nice, but also expensive. Families and friends only have so many coins, so, you know, how do we, how do we keep coin collecting interesting was to do a podcast, right? Yeah. And so far, so good. It's been fantastic. So, um, I totally agree. This is more, more than a hobby. Um, I would describe it more as a passion. Hello. As a passion, <laughs> noisemaker, um, than a hobby, wouldn't you? Yes. Okay. But I'd say it's more than even a passion. I'd say it is a job. It's a job. It could be a job. Because, we had a coin because, store. Because uh, I am a also coin dealer. I do want to say we are coin dealers. You did sell one coin on eBay. You have another one listed. Um, our store failed, I think, in 99% of our failure is because of COVID. Um, and no one's out walking about, right? No one's coming into our store. But we had a really nice setup in our store, right? Okay. So... Um, you are more than passionate about it. You are, you consider it as a vocation, as a job. And if anyone listening to your, to your segment, um, would see how much knowledge you acquire in just three months. Mm -hmm. Three months, you've learned so much. All right, so, uh, let's hear your story. Okay, so my story of coin collecting is, in at least one way, much longer, because I'm much older, and much more boring. <laughs> but let's get to the boring part in a minute. Um, so, before I get to what I'm up to recently in my collecting, I just want to talk a little bit about... Um, collecting and maybe forming habits. So soon we're going to take you to uh, the 70s. Soon we'll be in the 70s, yeah, very soon. And what I want to talk about first was habits. It relates to the 70s. Um, because I think it's important to talk about at least in terms of how much time and effort, not to mention money, uh, we all put into our various hobbies and various collections, right? So we've already invested a good, a good amount of time, mm -hmm. a good amount of effort, and quite a bit of money right into our collection. Now, the good news is, even if we stop collecting, the, the coins have value, right? We just sell mm -hmm. our coins off, mm -hmm. right? But, so it's not like a wasted, it's not wasted money, it's an investment. Mm -hmm. So, the two things I want to talk about um, today is that I started uh, coin collecting in the 1970s, only to, only to stop. Um, and the other thing I started in, in the late 90s and early 2000s was guitar playing, only to stop. So I started collecting, stopped, and then started pl playing guitar, and stopped. And hopefully, if I, if I explain this correctly, you'll see the parallels between the two. So, and I would also say that regardless of what context we're talking about, it could be baseball cards, it could be piano playing, it could be coin collecting. Uh, and by the way, I did both of those. I, did, I was forced to play the piano when I was very young, absolutely hated it, but I collected baseball cards with my cousin and absolutely loved it. Something else I also stopped. So anyway, that's when I was a kid. So I started collecting coins when I was around seven so, or uh, eight years old. So 1973, 1974. Yeah. And I started along with my brother and my cousin, and that was started by my grandparents actually buying proof sets uh, for us when we were kids. And, and I think I, t I told you before, when my grandparents bought for one of us, they bought for all three. So we all started collecting coins at the exact same time. And when we finish today, I'm going to reach out to my cousin and brother and see if they have any of those proof sets left. Now, I remember the cases and the coins those proof sets came in. 
And I looked it up on, I think it's called Ampex, and I found the sets that I had when I was a kid, and they're being sold today on Ampex. So you could buy the same sets I had when I was a kid. The, uh, the same ones or the same types? The same ones. The same, uh, not the same set, the same type. Of course, not my set, but the same set. I, and I myself have a 1992 proof set given to me by my awesome cousin. Yes, you do. And if we, ha and if we move over to, to, uh, to YouTube and have a, a video, you'll see all these proof sets. And I can show you the pictures on Ampex that I saw. And they're, they're selling between uh, $12 and $20 for the penny nickel dime quarter sets. Now, my grandparents also gave us sets of just half dollars, just silver dollars, not sets of half dollars, not sets. If I had kept all those coins, so it, it's amazing what I would have today, but I don't think I kept any of them. Although I don't know, I have to check. Um, it's possible, but not likely that I still have some of those sets. Uh, I do remember, unfortunately, selling some of the sets or cashing them in and probably spending money on baseball cards or bubble gum or stickers or whatever else kids spend money on. Because, you know, after all, what good is money to a kid if they can't spend it? So you're going to give me money and say, keep it in this case and not really understand the value of it going forward. So I don't know if I kept any of them. Hopefully I did. I don't know. So it's easy now, looking back, right, to imagine what my, what my collection would look like today if I kept collecting starting 47 years ago. Can you imagine if you keep collecting from today for the next 47 years what your collection will look like? Any idea? It'd be pretty good. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Exactly. Um, my, personally, I guess would include most of the coins that are out there today that are capable of being collected. And I'm assuming that my collection would be worth in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. Because back in the 70s, maybe these coins today that have gone up so much in value exponentially weren't that expensive relatively to the time, right? So I could, if I kept with it, I could have at least $100,000, multiple $100,000 collection of coins, maybe millions, right? But I didn't. Anyway. Now, on a somewhat different but related parallel track here, in the early, late 1900s, early 2000s, I started to learn to play a guitar. I was, thank you. Um, I learned, I took lessons long enough to be able to, to, to be able to play, but not just be able to play, but to enjoy playing. I actually enjoyed playing. And I remember once calling home to my parents from Luxembourg and playing a song for them on the guitar that I, that I learned to play. And it goes like this. Yeah, it goes a lot, something like this. There is one. There is one song that goes way back in our family. It goes. Okay. Simpsons reference. Simpsons reference time. So, anyway, now imagine again if I kept up those lessons and enjoyed playing. Why you're making noise during my during my section here? How well I would play today, and how much I would be enjoying it. So I just it's two things I think everyone should think about. And imagine where I'd be if I was an established guitarist for the last 20 years. I might be in a band. I might be traveling on the, on the road now, playing in a band, and collecting you coins. Be, uh, you might be uh, earning millions. I might be earning millions. Guitar. So I just want everyone to think about what they're doing and why they're doing it and how, what if they continue doing it for an extended period, how great that would be. Okay, now let's talk about where I am today because I see my time is running very short. Um... So for my part, I think that I and Villager, me and Villager, or Villager and I will keep collecting coins because we said it's a passion, it's a, it's a job. Um, and not only that, we understand the value of the individual coins much more than I did when I was a kid. 
and the value of the collection as a whole, I had no idea as a kid that coin collections were so valuable and so rare. And this is not my strip, but Villager pointed out when he started collecting, he didn't know that there were such, was such a thing as rare coins, right? How would you know? If you, don't, if, you know if, if you don't know about coin collecting, how would you know that coins are rare? And how would you know that their rarity is what gives them well, value, actually, right? actually, I left out something in my story. Oh, go ahead. I used to collect coins way back when, like in the, like three years ago range. But all I did was sometimes I would go in the car, like go in the car oh, and see nice. if there was like any, yeah. see if there's like any old coins in the, there's, there's a little, in the cup holder. Because sometimes there are coins in the cup holder. I remember that. That's absolutely right. So I look at we're at nine minutes and thirty six seconds. I don't want to make this a thirty minute podcast. So I think I'll leave off there on my podcast, my section. Come on, you gotta keep telling the story. All right. So all right. So I'll go faster then. Okay. So we both see this as an investment of our time and money, and we both enjoy it tremendously. So I can tell you, my actual collection right now, I have fifteen different albums. I have five for pennies. Um, starting with the Indian Head Sense in 1859, and that continues up to 2023D, but I think they're just continuing pennies in 2022. Yes. Uh, I guess some of my favorite pennies I have are 1966, the year I was born, 76 from the Bicentennial when I was 10, and 84 when I graduated high school, but my absolute favorites are the, eight, um, are the 1862, of which only, only 38,578,000 were, were minted, and my 1907, of which only 108 million, 137,143 were made. It's a lot of coins, right? But they're still somewhat rare. Not really. Oh, wow. 1862. What denomination? Uh, where's my 18? Let me give me a very good question. Just tell me what denomination. Are I will tell you in a second. My 1862 is a Indian head. Huh, let's see it. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. There it is. That's an 1882. Uh, did I write? Oh, I wrote 18. Okay, sorry, 1882. My, I, I, people can't see me, but I wear glasses. So, so it's an 1882 Indian head. It's actually in pretty good condition if it wasn't for the mold covering half of the coin. Yeah, if you look at it as an angle, at an angle with the light, you can actually see some detail, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't for all the mold, that would be a, that would be like a, a mint orange coin. Yeah, and then my... Not even a mint red coin, a mint orange Mint orange. And then you see my 1907 Indian head, which I like. It's my, also my, my favorite coin. My two oldest coins, right? So, let's go. So, right now I'm going to look out for pennies before 1857. So, large cents. Large cents. I don't have any. Or the 1856 Flying Eagle cent. But uh, you don't want that. That costs $70,000. How much? $17,000? Yes. A mintage of 2000 I'm not ready for that. So, my collection also includes seven of the dime albums. Uh... And when I first started collecting, I started with dimes, so they're kind of my favorite, I guess, because Nick Villager started with pennies, I started with dimes. Uh, and also, they're my favorite because Villager made some of my albums for me. They're handmade. I wish I could show them to you because they're awesome. He made my Liberty Seated Dime albums covering 1837 all the way up to 1891 in two separate albums. And he also made me, which is really cool, a Barber Dime album that covers 1892 to 1916. So if you listen, you kind of get some information on what kind of dimes were uh, now, speaking of Liberty Seated Dimes, there is an 1873... No arrows. Double seated in the collection. CC. CC, right, CC. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that today. That's a topic for a very different day. Anyway, 
my favorite is a 1911D Barber Dime that is actually not mine. It's actually, it's on loan from Villager's Collection. It's his coin. It was given to him by his uncle. So we do, and that's something we can do. We can loan each other coins to uh, put in our collections for a while. So that's going back to Villager as soon as it, he wants it back. It's not a loan, it's a gift. It's a, it's oh, a keep thinking? All right. It's a gift. And right now I'm trying to find some Liberty Seated Dimes from 1837 to 1872 because my album is empty. And the last part of my collection are nickels, uh, which means my collection is way short of what it could be and what it needs to be. I need to buy albums for quarters, right? Mm -hmm. Half dollars, silver dollars, half cent, two cent, three cent. What about other kinds of dollars? Uh, tell me, what else is there? And the eagles, and the gold dollar, oh, and the three dollar, and four dollar, yeah. and the 20 cent, but that's easy. There's literally just five coins. Yeah, so as you can see, there are, do you have an idea how many different coins are to collect, like off the top of your head? U.S. coins. Oh, U.S., huh. I saw an app. Okay. It was one of my old coin apps. I have a new one. Okay. But it had some... Uh, I, I, but it said around 4,000. So, 4,000. Wow. Like, 4,000. What do you mean 4,000? Different types of coins? Or total? Total. Okay, how many different types of coins? 20, 30? Oh, 4,000 uh, uh, different types. Uh, like, uh, different denominations? Yeah. Sorry to tell me. Okay, let's see. There are the cent, two cent... Well, half cent, two cent... Half cent, cent, two cent, three cent, half dime, nickel, dime, twenty cent, quarter, half dollar, dollar, um, quarter eagle, three dollar, four dollar, half eagle, eagle, and double eagle. That's so seventeen. Seventeen different types of coins. Um, I have four nickel albums that cover nineteen thirteen to twenty 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 three, um, and I think the half dimes were issued since the seventeen nineties. And the nickels were first minted in 1866, is that right? Um, yes, that is correct. So I'm looking for an 1866, because that's the first year that they were minted. I would love to have one of those. Um, and I'm looking for my first shield nickel, which was issued up until 1883, if I'm not Ooh, mistaken. You know more about nickels than I do. And some Liberty Head nickels. So hopefully that's a good history of my collecting up to now. Hopefully if you start collecting, you won't take a 45-year break from collecting. Um, but if you're passionate about it, like we are, you probably won't take a break. So yeah, that's a brief history of my long, boring coin long collecting boring. history. My long, boring coin collecting history. So thank you for participating, Villager, and thank you for listening, audience. Okay. This has been Numismatic Time with VNL Episode 3. See you next episode.